You're listening to the audio-only version of a video podcast. We thought you'd enjoy an audio version to listen to in the car or anywhere that you can't keep your eyes on the screen. However, this is a video show, so to get the most from today's episode, head to photoapps.expert and click on the podcast button. Or subscribe in iTunes or the Google Play Store by searching for Photo Apps Podcast. Cinemagraphs are stunning, compelling, visually arresting photo... No, no, videos. No, photos? Well, whatever you call them, they're simply magical. Welcome to another episode of the Photo Apps Podcast. I'm your host, Photo Joseph, and I'm here today with Robert Lenve, the Chief Marketing Officer of Flixel. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, Joseph. Thanks for having us. Wonderful to have you on. This is uh, this is going to be fun because I know this product is super cool, super exciting. It's one of those things that if you've never seen it before, you go, wait, what did it just do? And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of our viewers who may not be familiar with it yet. Well, you know what? I'm always excited to have a chance to talk about cinemagraphs and show them to people. And you're right. A lot of people have these aha moments or they immediately want to make the connection with Harry Potter movies that they've seen in the past. (laughs) But cinemagraphs are exploding. They're an important new medium and photographers need to be learning how to create them. Well, since photographers need to learn how to create them, that is, of course, what we're going to be doing here is learning how to do that. But for anyone watching or listening who just hasn't got a clue what the heck we're talking about yet, what is this cinemagraph thing that you have spoken about? So a cinemagraph is an entirely new visual medium that was first born in the fall of 2011. They were created, or the concept was created, by a husband and wife photography duo by the name of Kevin Berg and Jamie Beck, who are very high-end fashion photographers working for lots of amazing brands. And in the fall of 2011, they started experimenting with the idea of capturing video at the same time as they were shooting still photography. And they would take that video and meticulously, using traditional photo and video editing apps, use rotoscoping to add animation to uh, to these images. And they started sharing these on social media, on Tumblr, and they went viral. All of a sudden, Mm. they were everywhere. People were talking about these cinemagraphs. They were on CNN. They were on Time.com. And that was around the same time that the founders of Flixel saw them. And, you know, with a passion for photography and film, they explored what did it take to create a cinemagraph. And they learned that it was really difficult to create this hybrid of photo and video using these, these traditional tools. And that really was the seed that was sown for the creation of, of Flixel. It was, you know, how do we create a family of apps that make cinemagraphs easy to do? And if we did that well, we would help to make the cinemagraph medium go mainstream. And mm. that's really sort of been the focus for the last uh, almost six years now. Okay. That's fantastic. Well, great history. I love that. So the the husband and wife team that originally conceptualized it, that, are they the founders of Flixel or is that separate groups of people that came together? Yeah, no, they're not founders. They're independent photographers. They started creating these for their clients. Um, They coined the term cinemagraph, which is where the the word comes from. And um, so, you know, we're we're thankful for their sort of idea and their inspiration. And uh, the founders from Flexil just said, you know, let's, let's work at creating some technology that you know, would help the medium be more widely used by simply making them easier to do. Okay. 
Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And the product itself, is this a, is it a download? Is this a web-based product, iOS-based? How does that, how does that work? So the, the apps are offered as a subscription similar to Adobe Creative Cloud. It's actually a family of applications that you get when you become a Flixel customer. We call it a Flixel plan. Okay. So they are native apps. They're a Cinemagraph Pro for Mac OS, which is a, an Apple Design Award winner. Mm. They're a Cinemagraph Pro for iOS, which will work on your iPhone or iPad. It's often featured in the App Store. And what we've really done, which is kind of cool, is... Everything that you can do on a Mac with Cinemagraph Pro for Mac OS, you can now do on an iPhone. And I'll show you some examples of, of Cinemagraphs I did just a couple of weeks ago in London, completely on an iPhone 7. Wow. So there's those two apps. We also have a very cool uh, time-lapse app for Mac OS called Per Second that, again, makes doing time-lapses super simple. And then we wrap all that in... Uh, a web service that we call Flixel Cloud. Because part of the problem with Cinemagraphs before Flixel came around was once I create them, how do I put them to work? Mm -hmm. And the traditional way was to export them as a GIF. But the problem with the GIF format is it's very low quality. Sure. It's not great. It's sort of like owning a Ferrari and then putting a Fiat engine in it. <laughs> so we said, you know, we have to do a better job of helping people put Cinemagraphs on the web. So we created Flixel Cloud which allows you to upload your cinemagraphs from the apps and then we host them and we provide an embed code that makes it very simple to then put the cinemagraphs on websites and blogs. Okay. So all those apps and services we offer on an annual basis for $1.99 a year. Got it. All right. And is there a, a free trial, a monthly version if someone doesn't want to, isn't ready for the full $1.99? So all of our apps are free to try for as long as you want. Okay. The downloads are the exact same product. The web services are the exact same product. The only difference is there'll be a watermark on the work until you decide to become a paying customer. But you can try the apps. We see people you know, using them with the watermarks and happy to do so. And once you decide you see value in what we've created here, then you can become a customer. That's great. So full access to the app and services just watermarked if, you, uh, if you're not ready to pay. Exactly. Well, that's really good. I think that's actually that's nice because if someone was doing it, uh, they wanted to try it out and share it with a client because they're trying to sell the client on it, and they don't know if the client's going to really buy it or not. This is a good way for them to do it and show it to the client and say, "Well, if you want to remove the watermark, then you got to pay, and then they get paid, and they can pay you, and off they go." It's not uh, dissimilar to the model of when you're purchasing stock photography or stock footage to to present to a client for a brief or mm -hmm. for a concept. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can certainly create a full cinemagraph in the software with the watermark, show it to the client in all its glory on the website or on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and then decide whether, you know, the, they want to move ahead. Right. I love it. That's great. That's a very good model. Well, all right. Then we know a little bit about it. Why don't we uh, jump into it and take a look at how it works? Okay. So I'm going to show you uh, Cinemagraph Pro for Mac OS. It's running here on my uh, on my MacBook. And this is the first thing you see when you fire up the app. We call this the welcome screen. And there's a lot of things here that uh, are designed to help you get into the world of Cinemagraphs. So the resources tab here will take you to the help page on Flixel.com. We've got all kinds of great tutorials that you can click through to that'll help you get started here. And there's actually a, a large family of these uh, in the, uh, we call it the Learning Lab here on our site. The Learning Lab is a, a series of YouTube videos. I think at last count, there's probably about 30 different tutorials uh, from basic to advanced uh, and along with tips and tricks on, well, you know, once you've created the cinemagraph, how do you put them to use, which has always really been a big focus for 
for Flixel here. So let me just jump back to the screen here. So there's two ways to get started. I can simply drag and drop a video into this screen, or I can open an existing document, which is what I'm gonna do here. Cinemagraph Pro uses video. So when you're creating a Cinemagraph, you're gonna shoot video on a tripod because the key to uh, any Cinemagraph, whether you're using uh, our app or other apps, is that you need to have perfectly, uh, perfectly still video. You cannot handhold your camera or your phone when you are trying to shoot video for a Cinemagraph. Mm -hmm. So this is this is Cinemagraph Pro, and the first thing you're going to notice is the the screen, the interface is very very simple, very very clean. You know, when you're creating uh, an app for an entirely new medium, you're not constrained by uh, what things have what others have done in the past. So we've really really focused on keeping the design experience very clean and very focused on the creative itself. So let's break down what we're seeing here. So on the bottom of the screen, we are seeing a traditional timeline video. Uh, that we would see in, in in most video editing tools. And I've imported a clip here that is about uh, 10 seconds long. And the, the white handles here allow me to select the frames that I'm gonna use in the cinemagraph. If you think about what a video is, it's really just a series of still images playing together sure. at speed. So these the, within the white container here are the frames that are gonna be part of the cinemagraph. And you can see the video here. It's uh, this gentleman, John Kane, he's one of our top uh, fixed artists in, in New Zealand. And he's sort of just panning his iPhone on this beautiful uh, sunset scene here somewhere in New Zealand. So what we wanna do is create a cinemagraph that has John perfectly still and just the, the branches and the leaves above him here, maybe some of the cars are uh, will be the, the section that is in motion. Okay. So with Cinemagraph Pro, I can take this purple picker here, this is the still image picker, and I can select any frame in the video to become the still portion of the cinemagraph. So I'm actually going to extract, if you will, a still from the the loop that will be the still portion. So I'm just gonna put it right about here. And right now everything is in motion. So we just have a simple looping video. I'm gonna unmask everything here and just turn it back into a still photo. So essentially what we have right now is a still photo that is represented by this frame of the video. Okay. So how do we bring this to life? And this is really where the fun and the magic in Cinemagraph Pro starts. We have a process in the app that we call live masking. And we actually have a, a patent pending on this that we expect to get in the next few weeks. Hmm. And anyone that's done masking in Photoshop or other tools is familiar with masking. But in Cinemagraph Pro, it's real time. So I simply select my brush tool and then I paint over the still. And you can see how the video is being revealed Sure. in real time. So I am literally cutting away the pixels on the still frame to expose the video that is underneath it. Got it. And that process and learning this easy sort of function is 90% of creating a cinemagraph with these apps. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've done it's, basically everything you need to do at this point. Right. So maybe I decide I want to just reveal some of the flickering of the cars. I can go down here and just, but, but John is perfectly still. And essentially I have created a cinemagraph and for all intents and purposes, it's, it's, it's not bad. So if we make a mistake, let's say, for example, we actually happen to brush over, you know, John's hand and mm -hmm. we now see the video of him moving his iPhone back and forth. It's just a matter of selecting the erase tool 
and brushing that away. And I like how as soon as you start to brush, you see the masked area. And then when you let go of that, the mask disappears. That's a nice UI. It, it really makes the creation process fun and fast and very intuitive. There's no waiting for things to render to see what you're actually creating. It's all happening right here in the app. Right. And we can turn on an overlay to sort of help us see exactly where the mask is and where the still frame mm -hmm. uh, stops. You know, if we need to get more precise, just like in Photoshop, Command Plus lets me zoom in or zoom out. And you can control the brush size, the opacity. Sure. So you can, you can create a really, really fine mask. Okay. So let's let's just move on here. Let's go back to uh, some of the tools here. So here on the right panel are uh, the controls for the cinemagraph. So the key to a cinemagraph is really creating a perfect loop. Sure. And in, in a cinemagraph like this, where we really have random movement of things like leaves or grass, we're going to use a bounce loop. So what, what a bounce loop is, is the video goes to the end and it simply bounces back. It mm -hmm. works well with grass, with hair with dresses and things like that. If I was, for example, doing a cinemagraph that was of water and waves, I want to blend the waves to create a seamless wave. Mm. And I would use the repeat loop and then the crossfade function, which perfectly blends the beginning and ending frames together to create that seamless transition. Right, okay, because if it was waves, you wouldn't want that water suddenly moving backwards and then forward. Exactly. It's, it blends exactly. together, so it just looks like it's an infinite flow of the waves. And water are among the easiest cinemagraphs to create because you literally just, you mask over the water, you hit the crossfade to anywhere from, from uh, to half to a full, and you will think it is a perfectly seamless wave. Got it. And then you can play with the speed, slow it down, speed it up, mm, um, okay. lots of finite controls here. So let's say I'm happy with this. I've got a bounce loop cinemagraph that I'm happy with. Now let's adjust this. So within the app, we have all kinds of finite video controls here. So uh, if I really want to boost the sunset feel of this, I can you know, boost, bring up the <laughs> saturation. Um, I want to add a vignette. These controls are all there. And then tone curve. So I can go in and edit each color exactly the way I want it in, mm. in the tone curve setting here. And Let's say, for example, I'm a photographer, I'm working on a portfolio of cinemagraphs for a client. I can then take these settings that I've created in terms of the colors and the tone curves and save them as a preset. Oh, great. And, and we have a whole family of presets that come with the app. And as you'll see, as I scroll over these, the preview is real time. So mm -hmm. there's no, again, no need to render this out. You can see exactly what these presets will do. And then you can save your own preset and then reuse that across a family of your own cinemagraphs. Nice. So that's, we think that's pretty powerful. Now, the video that you brought in here, what resolution is this video that we're looking at? Uh, I believe this was probably shot at 4K. So okay. Cinemagraph Pro sh supports 4K, 6K. Great. We have we have people shooting on very high-end pro cameras such as Reds and and um, uh, and others. Of course, the iPhone shoots now 4K, so you can you can bring that video in here and get remarkable results. Okay. Um, it's it's really the higher the resolution, the better the Cinemagraph you're going to get, especially when sure. you're extracting the still frame from the cinemagraph. So if you have a, a sharp 4K video, that still frame image is going to be all that much, much more crisp than, say, just using standard HD quality. Got it. Okay, great. Good to know. All right. So let's imagine now that uh, I'm a photographer and this is a client project and the client says, this is great. I'm going to use that version of cinemagraph on my website. But, uh, but Robert, can you make me some variations for my social media accounts? I want one for Instagram, for Facebook, and, and Snapchat. So we've just added a new feature in the last couple of months. It's a non-destructive crop. 
So let's say, for example, we want to do a square version. We can simply select the uh, the one-to-one -one ratio, frame it up the way we like, and then take a quick look. So nice. we now have a square version. And we're not touching the underlying cinemagraph whatsoever. Sure. So uh, let's say, for example, now we don't want to do, uh, we've done uh, a square for Instagram. Now we want to do a, a nice portrait mode vertical video for my Instagram feed. Again, frame it up. If I want to rotate, we have real-time video rotation here hmm. within the app. So I can create a nice variation and then post that okay. as an MP4 on, uh, on Instagram, as an example. So that's a, a, a very powerful feature, and a lot of videographers that have seen this are, are pretty excited about this, so we've added it to the app. There's another feature um, in Cinemagraph Pro that's really interesting. It's more of an advanced feature. It's the still image editor. And... In, with the still image editor, I can choose to shoot a separate still and import that and use that as a still frame on the video instead of extracting a still from the video itself. So, for example, if I only have a camera that can shoot HD, I'll, I'll set up my camera on the tripod with the same settings. I'll record the video and then I'll shoot a separate still. And because the still is going to be definitely more sharper and crisp, I can then import that still okay. and use that as the still portion of the cinemagraph. So it's a powerful feature. And we also see our users uh, exporting the still frame, doing touch-ups in Photoshop or other tools, oh, and then sense. importing it back into the app. Because the file format is simply MP4 that we use and we output, um, you know, the workflow with Cinemagraph Pro extends to Adobe After Effects, Photoshop, uh, color correction tools, and this just becomes a part of the workflow that photographers use when they're creating cinematographs for their clients. Got it. That, that's great about the retouching. I don't, I haven't really played with this that much before, but it had never really occurred to me that, yeah, of course, if you're shooting stills, you shoot a portrait, obviously you can go and retouch it to touch on any spots or fix wrinkles or anything yeah. like that. But if you're freezing the person out of a video frame, you normally wouldn't have that, uh, those retouching options, but here you do. So that's very, very cool. The other option that a lot of the uh, a lot of our pro users do is they will shoot their video and then before they bring it in Cinemagraph Pro, they'll take it into uh, Photoshop or DaVinci. They'll do their color correction of the entire video, mm -hmm. then bring the clip into Cinemagraph sure. Pro to do the actual Cinemagraph itself. So it just comes down to what the workflow is of the, of the person that's using the sure, software. Sure, absolutely. So let's let's um, let's move on. So we've okay. created a Cinemagraph. We're happy with it. Now what do I do with it? So there's two options here at the top of the screen. We have the ability to export the cinemagraph or upload it to uh, my gallery on flixel.com. So let's start with export first. So the software will export in all the major video formats, MP4, um, if, you, if you want the highest quality, ProRes. Uh, we have people that have actually created broadcast quality cinemagraphs for television using the app. So okay. it's, it's, it's really up to you in terms of the resolution, the quality that you want. When you export, you have the choice of the number of repetitions. So, for example, if I'm posting to Twitter, anything under five and a half seconds will auto loop. If I'm posting to Instagram, anything under 60 seconds will now loop. If I'm posting to Facebook, anything under 30 seconds will loop. So um, you can select the resolution, the size, the repetitions here on the export screen. And then this will just simply very quickly, I'll, I'll show you how fast the, um, the rendering before, is here. Before you click that, so you just mentioned the settings for Twitter, the settings for Instagram, settings for Facebook. But yeah. if you don't know what those are off the top of your head, same thing with the cropping. If you don't know what they are, then it can be, 
you got to go look it up every time. And I, I mean, I posted those all the time and I still keep a cheat sheet that I have to keep going back to. Well, what was it for this? What was it for that? I would love to see presets in here that say preset for Instagram and it just preloads everything. Oh, of course, you could change it if you want to, but at least, yeah. you know, all right, it has to be this size, this limit, this, uh, this, I don't know, resolution, this frame rate, whatever, everything could be all in there. That's a great suggestion. We've actually done it in the iOS app. Okay. When you when you go to export, it will say it'll suggest repetitions based on the social network you want to post it to, and that's something we will definitely add to uh, the Mac OS as well. Great. Good to hear. So, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's the social networks are a bit of a moving target. They're always oh, changing standards, always changing formats. <laughs> so oh, we, we try. You know, we're always writing uh, blog posts and tips and tricks about how to how to best use cinemagraphs on these different places. But adding it to the app is a great idea as well. Yeah. All right, so let's look at upload because this is a big part of why you want to become a, a Flixel Plan uh, customer. This is the process that actually sends the cinemagraph to the cloud. So I'm just going to give this a caption. Okay. Um, when you upload, what we're actually doing is we're rendering multiple versions of your cinemagraph. We're going to create a, a 4K version, an HD version, an iOS, iPhone optimized version, a tablet version, even a GIF for uh, email use and a still and, and several other versions. The reason we do that is once the cinemagraph is uploaded, we actually generate uh, an embed code. And the embed code is a code snippet that then makes it very simple to put the cinemagraph on a blog or a website. And all those different variations that we've generated are used depending upon where the cinemagraph is being seen. So, for example, if I'm seeing it on an iPhone, we're going to send the iPhone optimized cinemagraph. Okay. No need to send a 4K to an iPhone and so forth. So um, this works incredibly well. And it really is the best way right now to show cinemagraphs on a website. Mm. So let me just go ahead and upload this. There's three versions that uh, or three privacy settings public. Um, makes your cinemagraph available for anyone to see, including the Flixel team. And if you set it to public, we're always looking for great examples of cinemagraphs to put in the galleries, to share on social media, to curate, to give other people inspiration. Shareable setting is your, it's shareable for you, but not shareable by the Flixel team. And private means only you can actually see the cinemagraph. Got it. So let's just set this to public. Let's say upload. And the rendering and upload is, is relatively quick. Um, there's a lot of other things running on the computer here. So it's sharing, it's sharing the CPU, but once it gets sent to the cloud, that's where the, the process kicks off and it starts rendering different versions here. Okay. So those different so, versions aren't being rendered locally and then uploaded. You're sending one no. version, your servers take care of the rest. Yeah. We're just sending, a, a the source MP4 from the desktop here. It gets to the Flixel servers in the cloud, and all those variations are kicked off on the server side. Okay. So it takes it takes a few minutes. Uh, right away, you can see here it's it's generated a unique URL. So every cinemagraph you create has its own unique URL that you can use to share uh, the cinemagraph from. So let me close this here and then jump back to a browser. So this is uh, this is Flixel.com, and this is a great resource for anybody looking to create cinemagraphs, especially going to the galleries where there are literally uh, hundreds of examples of cinemagraphs. And many of these are created and uploaded daily, and our team picks a few to, to showcase. 
But, you know, if you're looking for an idea for a, a restaurant, you have a restaurant client, you know, what could I create for them? Chances are that somebody's <laughs> already created a great cinemagraph that'll give you an idea mm-hmm. that'll, that'll be a jumping off point for your own cinemagraph project here. So I'm going to go to my own gallery because every Flixel customer gets their own gallery as part of the service. Mm-hmm. And we should see the cinemagraph I created. Okay, here it is. And so if you scroll down, these are all the cinemagraphs I've been creating over the last few months for different projects. This is an example of a cinemagraph done entirely on an iPhone. I did this when I was in London at Kew Gardens a couple of weeks ago. That's really I, cool. I, I just took a, a small Joby uh, pocket tripod with me. Mm-hmm. I set it up on the edge of the pond here. I was actually just going to get a cinemagraph of the water moving and the people kind of frozen on, on the far side of the pond. And then all of a sudden a bird flew through the scene. And I thought, I hope I caught the bird. <laughs> and and uh, just to you sort did. of show you that you can really do something incredible on your iPhone. It's not just about doing yeah. these on on the Mac, but your your iPhone is a, is a very powerful cinemagraph production studio. Well, this is this is a great image to to ask the yeah. question that I've been I've been thinking about asking here, uh, and maybe you're going to address this. But I want to talk about what makes a good cinemagraph because it's clearly not just any old video of any old thing. You need to find something that is compelling, that's going to look really interesting and eye-catching when you have part of it that's still and part of it that isn't. And in my mind, and and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but in my mind, something that should be moving that isn't is what's going to catch the eye while other things do. Like in this scene, the bird should absolutely be flying, but he's not. Clearly, it's still a a movie slash animation because we see the water moving, but the bird isn't. Um, I suppose you could have the people moving in the background as well if you wanted to do that, just add that in there. So... What, with that in mind, what is, when you're talking to someone about what making a really good and interesting yeah. and compelling cinematograph, what kind of advice do you give? You know, it's, it's interesting. And I, and I hear this from other cinematograph artists is once you start creating cinematographs, you begin to see the world differently. You see movement in places you never thought about before. You okay. see cinematographs everywhere. You're really <laughs> rock, walking around saying, oh, that would make a great cinematograph. You know, my my general rule of thumb is, and this is why I like talking to photographers about cinemagraphs, is at its core, a great cinemagraph is a really good photograph. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if I were to, to pause the cinemagraph so that it's just a photo, is it still a good photo? Sure. Because all the rules of composition and lighting and subject you know, are, are completely relevant to cinemagraphs. It's just the ability to add this magical element of movement that is surprising or magical that really sort of, you know, elevates the, this type of storytelling. Sure. So it's, it's um, you know, you'll be walking down a street and you'll, you'll see a street scene and you'll notice that there is a, just a, a flashing sign saying, you know, do not enter. Mm-hmm. And that'll be an inspiration for some really amazing cinemagraphs. Sure, like it's sure. just, it, um, you know, the, the, what makes and what doesn't make a good cinemagraph is very hotly debated in our, in our Facebook group. <laughs> um, everybody has an opinion. And, um, you know, if, if you were to go and Google cinemagraph, the first thing that comes up, usually the Wikipedia page. And there, the definition is a, a still photo with a subtle element of movement. But then, you know, you talk to some of the best Flixel artists out there and they will tell you, again, it comes down to the use case. It's what are you creating a cinemagraph for? Because if you're creating a cinemagraph to be used by a client for an Instagram ad, you know, you, you're, you've got a very small screen. So what, 
what would be beautiful and subtle on uh, on a giant video wall in Times Square because cinemagraphs are being used in Times Square may be completely lost on somebody looking at this sure. on their iPhone. Sure. So it, it there is really the sort of fine fine balance, and um, it uh, I, I think that's what I find most exciting about the medium and the, and the way people use our tool is it's just they 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 tend to own it and they just they experiment. And they continue to sort of push the boundaries of what's what's possible. You know, one of I was just in London, and one of our Flixler artists was shooting for uh, for Starbucks. He was they found him online from some of the cinematographs he was doing, and they hired him. And he he sort of took the medium into a whole new realm with levitating uh, Starbucks. You know, they, they have this new cold brew product, and he created these cinematographs that are. Uh, I'll send you the link after. Joseph, for you to look at, but I mean, oh, we'll, we'll medium, put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, and the, the, so the medium is is evolving very, very quickly. People are pushing the bounds. You know, they're combining our tool with with traditional animation tools, and they're and they're just creating some really amazing art. So, do you? It's interesting when you think about it. You can come at this from two different angles. It is a photograph that has motion. Mm-hmm. Or it is a movie that has frozen elements, still elements to it. And (laughs) obviously at the end, the the end result is the same thing. It's part of it's moving, part of it's not. But it is two different perspectives to look at it from. Do you find that traditional still photographers are more interested and or creating better content than traditional cinematographers or the other way around? Basically, who's, if there's even an answer to it, who's more excited and who's creating better content? The still photographers or the filmmakers? Yeah, interesting question. Um, so the people that come to it from uh, from the world of cinema, you know, they're they're more comfortable shooting video. So they, they understand how to light, how to compose, how to operate the 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 film or the video settings on the camera. Sure. A lot of photographers, you know, are a little bit reluctant to press the red button on <laughs> on the camera. And, and I heard this over and over again when I first joined Flixel three years ago. We'd go to photo shows and I would be talking to people at, you know, at the at the Flixel booths and they would say, I don't do video. Right. And I would say, well, this is this is a little bit different. This is not this is not Steven Spielberg stuff. This is this is leveraging your skills as a photographer mm-hmm. to just tell a story in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you tell them that, you know, the app makes it easy to use, you know, once you show it to them, I think it sort of overcomes their this sort of innate fear that video is complicated and something sure. that they, they don't want to invest the time to learn. But then we see, you know, I, I, there's a, a fella. And again, I'll send you the link for the show notes uh, in Portugal. His name is Alessandro Miguel. And he he discovered cinemagraphs uh, probably about four years ago. And, and like us, he had tried to create them in traditional photo photo tools. And he okay. found the editing process was just cumbersome. Then he stumbled across Cinemagraph Pro uh, for Mac, and he's a he's basically a uh, he's a combination of still photographer and videographer. I kind of call him more of a multimedia uh, Michelangelo because he's a little bit of everything. <laughs> but he has now produced, I believe, I don't know what the last count is, but something like four thousand incredible cinemagraphs wow. with our app. Wow. And and he will happily tell you that there there is no way he would have ever imagined to undertake that kind of body of work sure. without a tool like this because he's innate, he's now allowed to focus on shooting and the creative process and spend very little time actually on the editing process. Right. So, it's a long answer to your question, but it's, you know, 
the the different groups of photographers and videographers come at this with different skills, but the output that they're creating, I think, is equally interesting and equally important. Super, great, very cool. All right, well, let's uh, let's get back to it then. Yeah. So here is the cinemagraph that we created of uh, Mr. John Kane in New Zealand, and you can see it looks fantastic, and it's 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 looping perfectly here in my browser. So let me. I just want to show you that. Um, the cinemagraphs, when you upload them, they are responsive. Mm. So the video will just automatically adjust and continue to play regardless of the size of the screen. Great. So this is a this is part of the the Flixel Cloud, part of the Flixel um, embed feature here. So let me show you how this works here. So every cinemagraph has this embed code. And if you've ever uh, done a Facebook embed or embedded something from YouTube, this should be very familiar to you. This is simply a, uh, a short code snippet that you would copy and paste onto your blog or your website that will then uh, have the cinemagraph autoplay and auto loop for you. Okay. And this is, this is the, um, the reason, again, why we're generating all those different variations of the cinemagraph is that... Um, whether this is now being looked at on a web browser, on Safari or Chrome, on an Android device, on an iPhone, the cinemagraph is going to look fantastic wherever it's being used. Got it. So we're, you know, so you can use that embed code on popular uh, web platforms such as Squarespace, on uh, on Wix sites, of course, on WordPress. Uh, the the embed code is is very very powerful and will, will really work anywhere. Great. So that's that's sort of the that's the creation process, that's, and that's how you put a cinemagraph to work uh, in Flixel Cloud. Um, again, everybody gets a, a gallery, and the embeds, uh, these are hosted videos on our website. Mm -hmm. uh, so everyone, as part of their subscription, gets uh, 100,000 embed views per month, or about a little over a million per year. If you have a client that um, you know, is doing commercial work, you can purchase more embeds mm, for okay. that particular project. Um, or you can simply, you know, export the MP4 video and provide that to the client, and they can do the hosting themselves. Gotcha. So, a lot of uh, a lot of flexibility and, and a lot of power, but we've tried to make it easy and accessible for for really anyone to use. Very nice. Excellent. Well, that is uh, that's really cool. I'm I'm excited. I want to go make some now. <laughs> yeah, that's and again, sure. you know. The, the Flixel galleries are, are a fantastic place. I, yeah. I love every morning you know, our team kind of wakes up and we look at some of the cinemagraphs that have been created by, um, by our community. Sure. And we just, we just love seeing what, what people are doing. See I mean, what's it's just, new. The medium is exploding and it's, it's become very important. Uh, you know, from, a, from a commercial aspect for photographers, uh, you know, your customers, whether you're a wedding photographer, or a commercial photographer, cinemagraphs are proving to be very, very effective as a visual medium for digital marketing. Um, Facebook will tell its biggest advertisers that they should be using cinemagraphs in their Facebook advertising mm. because so much content today is viewed on mobile. Right. And on mobile, our, the, the volume is generally off. And we have very, very short attention spans. So the cinemagraph allows me to tell a story, a narrative, in under three seconds, which is really sort of the key for a brand to capture attention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, um, brides, 
young brides, you know, they love telling their stories on social media. And cinemagraphs are a really great way to sort of add a new service <laughs> to your business that your clients will love. That's great. And again, in the gallery, there's there's lots of wonderful examples of what other photographers and what other fixed artists are mm -hmm. doing. So um, regardless of the type of photography you do, there's there's probably a cinemagraph and a, and a cinemagraph story that you should be telling. Fantastic. Well, great. Thank you so much for showing that to us. And you wanted to show us something on your iPhone from this as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, as part of your uh, as part of your uh, Flixel plan, you will get uh, Cinemagraph Pro for iOS. And what's amazing about this is it is functionally exactly the same as what I showed you on the Mac. Everything that I can do on the Mac, I can do on an iPhone or an iPad. And arguably, with something like an iPad Pro with an iPad with the uh, new Apple Pencil, it's even more precise because sure. of the the functionality in the pencil. Right. But, you know, let's say uh, I'm a photographer, I've done some cinematographs, I'm, I'm visiting some clients, you know, rather than than hauling my, my Mac around, I can take an iPad and all the cinematographs that I've created are in beautiful high definition right here on my iPhone. So it's almost like it's a portable gallery of cinemagraphs. And then all the cinemagraph examples that I showed you in the galleries on the website are also right here in the iOS app. So if you're out there shooting and you're looking for an idea, you can just pop into say the automotive gallery, see what people are doing with cars, and maybe that'll again trigger some sure. thinking for a specific project. On the and iOS then, device, will it cache any of them? So if you're offline or you know you're gonna be offline, can you cache a few or would you need to actually download them to your camera roll? Uh, it will save the ones that you've pulled down. I'm not sure exactly the tech or how how many it will cache for you, but okay. it will save some of them locally. Okay. And then the other the other app that we have that is a free app for anyone that uh, wants to enjoy cinemagraphs is we built an app for the new Apple TV. Oh. And it's in it's in the Apple TV app store. It's called Flixel TV. Okay. And if if you like cinemagraphs on your iPhone or Instagram, you will be amazed at how <laughs> these look on your living room wall in HD or 4K. Mm. And all the cinemagraphs I showed you in the gallery are again in the Apple TV app to enjoy. Okay. So it's it's a fantastic way to uh, uh, again to explore cinemagraphs and and understand where the medium is going. With the app, can it can you just hit play and have it cycle through all the videos in the gallery? So it's almost like a screensaver. You just leave it on and let it run through hundreds or thousands of videos. You absolutely can. Awesome, that's great. <laughs> I mean, I love the new Apple TV's uh, screensavers. They're they're gorgeous. Yeah, um, and they did just beautiful. add a bunch of new ones, which you know, thank goodness, they're getting a little stale. But uh, this sounds like another great way to just just put it on and leave it sitting in the background and watch it go. Yeah, the Apple TV screensavers are, are gorgeous. Um, but the cinemagraphs that you'll see, they tell stories in, in, in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. Right on. Well, thanks again for sharing that with us. It's a, it's a beautiful app. And like I said, I know I'm, I'm super excited to get my hands on it and play with it a awesome. bit more. I've, I, it's been a while. I played with it a while ago, but I never really get into it. But sometimes you need something like this to kind of inspire and you go, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I got to create something cool. For sure. This for sure. Fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love that you can do it in 4k. Uh, I was I was concerned that when I asked about the resolution, you were going to say, "Oh, it's 1080p. We we don't do 4K, but you're going all the way up to 6K even." That's yeah. Great. We've we've had um, we've had uh, uh, Flixel users do actually 8K videos wow. in the app. Wow. And um, again, I'll send you a link to this. There's a uh, an amazing photographer videographer out of the Netherlands 
who has who's really pushing the bounds of the medium. Cool. He has created cinemagraphs that are 42k wide that are being exhibited in museums in The Hague across 22 60-inch 4K televisions. Wow. Like literally a, a, a surround cinemagraph, if you will. So there's there the the potential in terms of what you do with the app is really just you know your own your own sense of experimentation yeah, and wonder. Absolutely. Oh, that is so cool. I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks again. All right. Well, let's move on to the next part of the show. This is the part of the show called the guest app pick, where you, the guest, have to pick your favorite photo-related app on any platform: Mac OS, Windows, Android, or iOS. It just can't be from your own company. Well, the the app that I use the most. And I, I say that because I it's consuming all the data on my plan <laughs> wherever I am in the world. It's Instagram. I, I, I'm absolutely in love with Instagram and uh, I'm looking at Instagram daily. I'm shooting. I'm using Instagram stories. It's it, it's a it's a fun app. And it also happens to be really the best place to share your cinemagraphs. On. Sure, sure. So. So for me, um, it's accessible. My camera really is my iPhone these days. You know, I, I have a Fuji as well, but I shoot 98% of the things these days on my iPhone 7. So for me, um, it's uh, two thumbs up for Instagram. So when you're, when you're using the Flixel app on your iPhone or iPad and you export yeah. out to Instagram, Mm-hmm. What is the process? Is it sending it straight to Instagram and that's all prepped and ready and then you just type in your caption and go or do you need to save it to the camera roll? And a two-part question, more specifically, yeah. if you're doing stories, since you brought that up and Instagram stories yeah. allow you to have, I forget how many, up to five or 10, whatever it is, number of pictures or videos showing yeah. up in a story. Can you go straight to a story from the Flixel app or at that point do you need to save them to the camera roll, go to Flixel, uh, go to Instagram and pull them in? Yeah, so for Instagram itself, um, you can uh, literally share directly to Instagram from the app. For Instagram stories, the Instagram has not made that available to application oh, developers okay. yet. So you would simply save a uh, an MP4 from to the camera roll mm-hmm. and then just post that. Okay. But either way, you're still going to get those presets. So if I have to save it to the camera roll, I can still choose a preset that this is for Instagram save to camera roll so it's all set yep. and ready to go perfect exactly perfect exactly great yeah and and uh like i said it, you know the cinemagraphs really took off because of instagram mm. and people started you know once they started focusing on video and looping video that for us really kind of became the aha moment because mm-hmm. there finally was a social network that was built for cinemagraphs <laughs> so our following on, on instagram has grown dramatically I, I think when i joined the company we had about a thousand followers and now we're, we're approaching seventy thousand. and uh, there's a lot of people looking at the content that we share mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of our community is always asking us please put you know please feature me on instagram and the best way to do that is just simply upload to to a Fixel gallery and our team you know, picks all kinds of different cinemagraphs. Really, you know, we don't we don't have an aesthetic or a style. Okay. You just want to we just want to show great work and inspire people sure. to to get into the medium. Super. Where can people go to learn more about Flixel and the cinemagraph? So head to flixel.com. That's F-L-I-X-E-L. Uh, you'll find information on all the apps, 
Cinemagraph Pro for Mac, for iOS, the time-lapse app that we didn't really talk about, but it's it's really super fun. You'll learn about uh, how to upload your Cinemagraphs to Flixel Cloud. And of course, the, the gallery, again, for getting inspiration and seeing the amazing things that people around the world are doing. And there you'll find tutorials, a link to our blog. You know, we blog regularly. We talk about the people that are creating Cinemagraphs. We talk about the right. brands that are doing Cinemagraphs. We just really want to sort of help this medium thrive and uh, we know we'll be successful if we can help Cinemagraphs flourish. Sounds good. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, is it all just Flixel? It is uh, Flixel on Twitter and it is Flixel Photos on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Great. Well, we'll stick all those into the show notes as well as uh, lower thirds on here. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Is there anything else you want to add in here before we uh, before we head off? I did see something at the top here. I saw there was a, a little discount code that you uh, threw into the notes. Yeah, you know, we're we're excited to share the story with uh, with your viewers and your listeners, uh, Photo Joseph. So we've created a unique coupon code. It's very simple to remember. It is just Photo Joseph. How many people remember so, that? Um, you, hopefully you don't forget that. <laughs> and uh, it is valid on the App Store on our website. So if, if you want to take advantage of that, you go to Flixel.com and you'll see the links to, to sign up. And on the checkout page at the very bottom, there's a coupon code. Just punch in Photo Joseph and that will knock 10% off the purchase or a subscription depending on which you choose. Okay. Very good. Thank you again for sharing all that with us. This is awesome. I am, again, excited myself to get into play with this. So thanks, Robert, for sharing everything today. And, uh, and, and I think that does bring us to the end of another episode of the Photo Apps Podcast. So, of course, I'm your host, Photo Joseph. You can find me on the socials at Photo Joseph everywhere. You can find additional episodes of this podcast at photoapps.expert. Just click the podcast button on there. If you have any feedback, you have show suggestions, someone that you'd like to see on the show, just hit the contact button on that site or reach out to me via Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else. You know how to find me. Just Photo Joseph into the Google and you will find us. And that's it. So with that, it is time to put your lens cap back on and go edit some photos. Mm -hmm.